Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I'm going to be quick, short, sweet, and to the point here at the beginning of this episode. Just quickly, I'll let you know that this week for me, Tuesday, May 1st, I did two different podcast interviews. And both of those interviews went so extremely well that I asked each of the people that interviewed me, could I please take my version of the recording of our conversation and share it with my audience. And so I have one of those for you this week, one next week. I'll tell you about next week's episode next week. But this episode, episode number 545, I just want to quickly share with you, I was talking with Jeff Long. He has a podcast called the Online Course Coach Podcast. In this conversation, he originally wanted to kind of steer the conversation into, hey, can you tell me a a little bit about how you built your business starting with a podcast and how you organically grew from digital products into this podcasting A to Z four-week group coaching program? I said, I would definitely do that for you if that's what you want, but I'd like to propose something different. And he's like, okay, I'm open to suggestions. And I said, well, here's the thing. What I did and how I did it, it's, it makes for a great story. But the reality is, is that I think that I could give you something far more valuable. And I would love to steer the conversation. Instead of talking about my origin story and telling you how that all happened, I'd rather tell your audience, knowing, by the way, he told me his audience are people who are mostly in the beginning stages of building their first online course. And I said, what I'd rather do is actually talk about what I would do differently knowing everything I know today. If I were to start over from scratch, I had nothing, not even a podcast yet, what step-by-step process would I take today that I know for a fact works because I've actually taught people this new process instead of starting with a podcast? It's one of the reasons, I, I didn't say this in the podcast interview, but it's one of the reasons why I wanted to stop teaching people how to podcast because I was teaching people how to podcast, successfully launching a podcast, knowing that many of those people, after they told me why they wanted to create a podcast, they wanted to build a business, but they didn't have a validated product or service. I can't begin to tell you the number of people who have podcasts today who complain about the fact that they can't monetize them. And I say, well, if somebody was listening to your podcast today and they said, hey, I really know, like, and trust this person and I want to give you money, tell me, what can they give you money for? And they're like, well, nothing right now because I don't have any product or service. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I saw this problem over and over and over again. I'm like, listen, let's start this thing over. Let's forget about the podcast. Let's start from the beginning. And that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to to make this transition and help people from the beginning stages because so many people just wanted to jump straight into creating content and that's probably you as well. I know that because, well, I see it. I, I, I've talked to so many people. I see it over and over again. And so what I'm sharing with you 
in this episode is my interview with Jeff Long. And I promise you this, the the actual content from that interview is about 50 minutes. The first three or four minutes is origin story based, but I promise you it's nothing like anything you've heard before. I mean, you're going to hear, I started with the Lost Podcast, but then, you know, I built a business. I even edited out just even the little bits that I did share. So I promise you, there's no more than two minutes max of origin story material. So if you've heard my story a billion times, don't worry. Don't skip too far ahead because I promise you I edited all that stuff out and instead we jump straight into the step-by-step framework, building a business. And by the way, this is the material I teach in my $2,000 workshop. Now, it's only, I mean, it is the full 11 steps. It is, I think, a very comprehensive understanding of the 11-step framework for building a profitable business. And yes, I am giving it away for free in Jeff's podcast and even now here in this podcast. But it's just a hint at what you would get if you actually come to the Next Level Workshop. I said I was going to keep it short, sweet to the point. And so with that, without any further ado, here's the interview I did with Jeff Long. Well, Cliff Ravenscraft, thanks so much for being on the online Course Coach podcast today. Jeff, Man, I am so glad we are finally connecting, talking to each other here, and what a privilege and honor it is to be a guest on your show. Thanks for having me. So, Cliff, you are one of the the kings of, of podcasting, and you go back so far. So, what does podcasting mean to you, and, and how has it catapulted your business over the years? Oh, my gosh. Well, it took a guy who nobody ever heard of from northern Kentucky and built an audience of a, more than 1.5 million people around the world that if you brought up the topic of podcasting, they'd bring up the name Cliff Ravenscraft, right? I mean, it's a guarantee my name's going to come into the conversation for at least 1.5 million people in this world, and podcasting has done that. With that, has, has that surprised you? You know, your background was not podcasting. You know, was it your goal to reach that many people or did it just happen organically? It all happened organically until it was intentional. So for me, it all started, podcasting started as a hobby. It was not something I needed to generate income from. My wife and I started a podcast as a hobby about the TV show Lost. So people are like starting to listen to that show and they were emailing me on a consistent basis and saying, Cliff, oh my gosh, as a result of what you and your wife shared, wow, that prompted this thought inside of me and that thought has changed my life. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And people started asking us all kinds of questions that were not related to the TV show Lost, but I was actually answering in email form to all the people who were asking these questions like, hey, can you tell me more about this idea of living debt-free that you and your wife are talking about? Who's this Dave Ramsey guy and how do I learn how to become debt-free? That, those kind of questions. And so I started getting so many of those that we launched another podcast called Family from the Heart, which we did every single week all the way up until last year. So we did it for 12 years. Since then, I had launched, I've done over 30 different podcast shows, over 3,700 podcast episodes with my voice in them. And after about 18 months, no, it was actually 12 months, I started a show called Podcast Answer Man because I realized, man, I I could make a living teaching people how to podcast because people had been paying me already to do that. I was generating a couple thousand dollars a month. 
And about 18 months into my journey, I said, hey, I wonder what life would be like if I actually did this full time and left my soul sucking career as an insurance agent. And I did that. And since January 2008, I intentionally built this audience. So for me, it took me by surprise at first. And then once I learned what really drew people in and what worked, it no longer was surprising to me. Uh, So since podcasting has been so good to you and you've been such an industry leader, you've helped, you know, so many of the top podcasts get up and running. Do you have a, a, a formula or recommendation for when somebody should create a podcast? Should everyone create one or is, does it fall in a certain path in your business, uh, business, uh, you know, when you're creating your online business or offline business? Well, I, by the way, I used to say that everybody should have a podcast, but I don't believe that anymore. I, I, matter of fact, some people probably be better off not to have a podcast. The podcast <laughs> is only going to be awesome for you if you're an awesome person. Uh, and and d- defined awesome as defined by me. And awesome means that you <laughs> genuinely care about people. And by the way, the, I, I just want to say this. There are some very successful people in this world who have built businesses where, quite frankly, they're more concerned with algorithms and numbers and funnels and, and stuff like that. And the product and service that they create adds value to people's lives. Mm. But when it comes down to it, they are the type of person who really doesn't care to get to know the actual individual person who benefits from their product. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, kind of, it, they, they kind of have that attitude. It's like, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. You know, <laughs> there are those people out there. And, and I'm not saying those are not awesome people, but when I, when I do think about awesome people, I'm talking about people who de- do genuinely care about people. Like every human being matters. You know, I wish I had time to invest in personally adding value to every single human being's life that ever purchased my product or service. That's my desire, although I realize I can't. And so therefore, I, I adopt, you know, the more success, this is from Andy Stanley, he's an American pastor. He once said, the more successful you become, the less accessible you'll have to become. It's just the law of numbers. It's, yeah. You can't be there for everyone. So I, I adopted a philosophy that he created for himself. And he says, I always do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. Now, anybody who has that heart of who genuinely cares about every human being that comes in contact with their content and would love to invest into the, each individual person's life, if you have that heart, I think you should have a podcast. You want to know why? Because that level of care and genuine authenticity, it's all going to come out in your voice. Mm. Yeah, But if you don't care about people, they're going to hear that too. And you'd be better off with a blog. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's All right. Good. So anyway, th- so there's that question about should everybody have a podcast? But wh- when should you create one? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, I-, I did what so many other people did. I started podcasting as a hobby, right? And then later down the road, I'm like, how do I monetize this thing? In fact, when I left my career in insurance, my first choice would not have been to leave my career in insurance and become the world's go-to leading authority for how to learn how to do the technical ins and outs of podcasting. That was not my first choice. Mm. My first choice would have been to simply get behind a microphone, create content that entertains, educates, encourages, and inspires others so that they take action and that their lives have so much value in it that I'm making a living doing that. And I couldn't figure out how to monetize that at the time. I didn't believe it was possible, which, by the way, I'm actually doing that today. 
but I didn't believe it was possible back then. And so I'm like, how do I monetize this? How do I monetize this? And that's, that's the, that's the problem that I've seen with so many people. They cliff, cliff, I've been podcasting for 18 months. I've been podcasting for two and a half years. And here's the deal. I just can't figure out how to monetize this thing. <laughs> And that's because they did what most people do. I, by the way, I have developed a framework after working with, I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but I've actually personally helped over 100,000 people launch a podcast. Wow. There, there are wow. only 750,000 podcasts in existence today, and I've personally helped over 100,000 of those people launch their wow. podcast. Nice. <laughs> so I've learned a couple things about what works and what doesn't. Who's successful in their goals and desires of monetization? And what I learned is most there's there's actually an eleven step process, and I'll be happy to share that with you guys. People normally yeah. pay me two thousand dollars for this information, but I'm going to give it to you here for free. Most people start with step number eight, which is start your podcast or create content. By the way, step number eight is actually called create content, and step number eight is also your website. <laughs> So let, let me tell you this. If you are out there today and you already have a podcast, you already have a blog, you're already creating social media content, you already have a mailing list, you already have a website, but you don't have a product that people have already paid you money for, you actually started with step number eight in the process. And it's one of the reasons why you're failing to generate the amount of income you want to generate. So... What I'd love to tell you is if I had to start it all over today, which by the way, I've had the privilege now of helping hundreds of people because today I'm no longer seen as the podcast answer, man. I kind of am divorcing myself from that brand. Um, I'm very thankful for where it's brought me, but I, I, there's more that I want to offer to the world and I want to be seen more in helping people take their business and their actual life to the next level, not just their podcast to the next level. So Anyway, I, I want to share with you a step-by-step -step process that if you were to go through this, I've seen it work in hundreds of people's lives. Like literally, I had somebody who came to my Next Level Workshop uh, three weeks ago, and they're already generating serious income from a $649 product. Wow. Step number one is, first of all, you want to actually dream big dreams. Determine what is your outcome. Uh, a lot of people think, Jeff, I want to have a business. I want to start generating income. You know what? That's not really what people want. Instead, what they want is what that business is going to do for them, what that income sure. is going to do for them, so it, or, or how it's going to make them feel. The important thing, step number one, is to determine why are you doing this in the first place? Because let me ask you this. If money were no object, if you, if you already were a multi-billionaire, financially wealthy, you didn't have to work another day in your life, would you create the business you're about ready to create? Huh. Most people would say no, if they were right. honest. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's a tough question. It, it's a it's a process to go through. Exactly. So the first thing is is to actually ask yourself, well, why do I want this? What is my desired outcome? What do I want my life to look like? And so this is what I recommend that you do first. Here's the craziest thing. All right, I want you to determine the life of your dreams. What does that mean? How many hours a week are you working? That's a question to ask yourself. The next question is, you know, what do I what kind of things do I want to be able to do in my life? How many do I want to be able to take my family on a two or four week vacation once a year or every other year to Europe or other places and and travel the world and be able to do that, have that kind of lifestyle to do that with them? 
do I want to be able to have the freedom financial and the margin financially so that I'm completely 100% debt free? But also, let's just say some kind of medical emergency comes up with my family and I don't actually ever have this thought that, wow, what a financial inconvenience my child has become as a result of this medical concern. You know, how terrible. I mean, I don't know about you, Jeff, but those thoughts have crossed my mind. I know it's terrible, but it's like, oh my gosh, what? why did you break your arm? I mean, <laughs> do you know how much this is? It's, I don't say these words, but inside right, of right. that, your head, you're like, do you, I don't have the money for this. Right. You know, I never want to be in that place again. So you want to have enough financial margin in your life so that if the worst case scenario, there's money there and it doesn't drive you crazy. You're not anxiety. It doesn't cause fights with you and your spouse. You know, what kind of life do you want? So the first step I have people do is I want you to dream big dreams. I want you to write down what are all of your expenses? What is, how much money do you have to make just to make all the bills met? I mean, worst case scenario, how much must you make just to make ends meet? But don't stop there. I want you to dream bigger and say, okay, now you've got the needs. You've got a dollar figure associated with that. But I want you to add on the things you'd like. How much money would you like to be giving away? How much money would you like to be able to do that traveling that you want to do? How much money would you like to be you know, saving on a consistent basis? Add all of that stuff in there, and then you, you, there's a whole lot more that goes into this. This is a whole other conversation for another time, but then how do you turn that from a, from a desire to something you must generate? And that's a whole different process, but the idea is step number one is you want to determine how much money your business must generate and how much work are you willing to do to generate it? That's the first step. Most people, most people, the first step they do is like, let's create a podcast and work really hard. Jeff, do you know how many people I know that spend six to 10 hours a week every single week on their podcast wow. and have done it for six to nine months and haven't generated a penny? <laughs> and they're Probably just a lot. A lot. And, and yeah, some people, I'm that some of them, some people, dude, he's, that's me. Yeah, yeah, that is you. And the reason why is because you went straight to step number eight. You have no idea why you're creating that content. So step number one is determine your dream life. What do you want it to be and what must your business generate? Otherwise, what you're doing is wasting your time. You, that's exactly what I want you to think about. You are wasting your time if you're not generating a minimum of that amount because you said yourself, the reason why I want this is to live this life. This is the life I feel called to do. This is the life I feel I want to be that guy who's able to be able to step in and meet a financial need whenever it arises around me and my heart compels me to give. You know, if that's what you want, then set it. All right, so that's step number one. Step number two is to identify where you're already adding value in people's lives. So here's, first question is, are people already coming to you and seeking your advice related to whatever business you're thinking of doing? Another question is, and by the way, if so, I want you to write down like the top 10 things people come and ask you. When they're seeking your advice, I want you to write down the top 10 topics that come to mind. When people seek your advice, what are they asking you advice about? This is going to be very revealing, by the way. All right. The second thing is, is what are your, I want you to write down a list. In fact, I want you to create an inventory. I want you to take a, a notebook, a journal, write down what are your gifts, your talents, your passions, and your areas of expertise, 
And also, let's just throw in all of your experience as well. So for example, I made a list of this. Like for example, I have, uh, when, uh, when I was an insurance agent, I had more than 12 years of the most dynamic sales and marketing training you could possibly imagine. So when actually somebody hires me as a mentor or a coach for their business, not only do I have the technical aspects of podcasting and social media, building a community, having a network of friends, uh, you know, successfully selling online courses, all of those other things, I also have 12 years of sales and marketing training. I know more about sales and marketing that could radically alter, alter your life in a 45-minute conversation by the way, today people pay me $1,500 for just a one-hour conversation, and I've had people like within one hour, instantly within that conversation, walk away and generate ten dollars to $15,000 worth of income as a result of a conversation. That's what I bring to the table. So do you have any experience, any, any skills that you bring to the table? You want to actually make a list of everything you bring to the table, an inventory of what you bring to the table. And then do that first, create your own inventory. And then I want you to think of, let's just say at least 10 to 20 people in your life that find value in who you are and what you do. This is just people that have naturally found value in just being closely connected to you in some way, shape, or form. In fact, Jeff, you said earlier before we hit the record button, you've been listening to my podcast since 2008 or earlier. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You would be a perfect person for me to send six questions to. Now, I don't want yeah. you to answer these questions, but I'm going to say these six questions. And people, are, the one thing I love about podcasting, most of you are listening with some sort of podcast app that has a rewind seven seconds or 10 seconds or 15 second button. You'll want to do the work. I don't want Jeff to go and put all these things and transcribe all this into his show notes, but you can get these six questions if you just go back and listen to this enough. But here's the six questions you should be sending to people like Jeff in my case. So Jeff, if I were to send you an email based upon the fact that f since 2008 or earlier, you've consistently been... Have I added value to your life, by the way? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, so, yeah. No, I mean, I've, I hired you early on, but then listening to you through the years, I mean, oh, absolutely. Yep. So knowing that I've added value to your life, I know that if I asked you these six questions, you would hit reply on the email and you would answer all six of them. Mm -hmm. There's no question in my mind that you would do it. Here are the six questions you want to send to about 10 to 20 people. Question number one, what are my three to five unique qualities? Question number two, what value do you get from connecting with me? Question number three, what do you think is my professional strength? Question number four, what do you think is my personal strength? Question number five, what attribute is unique to me and separates me from all of the others? Question number six, what is one quality that I seem to undervalue that you think I should be more bold about sharing? It's good. And by the way, this is step number two still. The whole idea is finding out, getting some kind of clue of who you are, where you're already adding value, what people are seeing in you. Also, it's coming to this place where you want to discover what is your and I've learned it's called zone of genius. <laughs> yeah. Zone of genius. And man, when I discovered the zone of genius, my life was radically changed. Like in an instant, it was changed. This is uh, a, 
a term that I learned from a guy named Gay Hendricks. He wrote a book called The Big Leap. All right. And I, by the way, I interviewed Gay Hendricks on my podcast, episode 519. You can find it at, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I used to be known yeah. as Podcast Answer Man. It's mindsetanswerman.com slash 519. I'm trying to recondition people to see me as the mindset answer man <laughs> these days. So I love it. mindsetanswerman.com slash 519. That's my interview with Gay Hendricks. Go read his book, discover step number two, use all of the things that I just said. Make your own inventory first, then add to your inventory the responses that you get from those six questions from the 10 to 20 people you send it to, and then read the book, The Big Leap. Yeah. It'll change your life. All right. So then what you do is is once you've discovered your zone of genius and how you want to help people, now you're ready to move to step number three. Step number three is determine your exact ideal customer. If you started with step number eight, I want to promise you this. Most of you probably have a podcast where you've attracted people who are not your exact ideal customer. Or even a course. You know, people might have a course that they think their audience is A, but it's actually B. Yep, exactly. And by the way, how do I, this is step number three. This is how I walk them through it. You want to identify, number one, identify people with money who have a problem that they are willing to pay to have solved that you can and want to solve. This is every single word that I just spoke is extremely important. Number one, people with money. Those people who have money, they have to have a problem that they are willing to pay to have solved. There's a lot of people who have a problem they're just not willing to pay to have it solved. So just because you have a course that solves their problem, you got to find the people who are willing to pay to have that problem solved. And by the way, you may be excellent. You may be awesome and know exactly how to solve that person's problem. So therefore you can solve it. But guess what? You also need to want to solve it. Because if you don't, just because you can solve it, you'll have no problem creating the course. But if you don't want to solve it for them bad enough, you'll suck at marketing. Hmm. Interesting. Step number four, you need to learn about your ideal customer's problems. And the best way to do this is through conversations. If you have a very small to no audience at all, you just have conversations with people who kind of fit your ideal customer. You know, that person who has money, who has a problem that they're willing to pay. You need to have conversation. You need to figure out who that is. Like, is it small business owners? Is it people who are looking to build online courses? For example, like Jeff is doing here, right? So you need to find out who those people are. Go find one person who fits that description and have a conversation with them. And by the way, if you have any number of people that is a group of people, you might even want to be able to, you might even be able to do a survey. But in the conversations that you have one-on-one or in the survey, there is one question that is the best question you could ever ask. And so Jeff, yours, your target audience are people who want to build online courses, right? Right. All right. So Jeff would ask this question, What is the single greatest struggle you face when it comes to building your online course? The question is the same for everyone. What is the single greatest struggle you face when it comes to fill in the blank? Now, what you're going to get in response to that is you're going to get a list of problems. 
So self-confidence comes up, for example, in mine. Not enough time at the end of the day to, to get things done. I've got too many things, but I can't figure out which one to do next. I mean, I, I actually have asked this question to thousands of people, and I have thousands of answers. So I have, and, and by the way, even though I have thousands of answers from thousands of people, guess what? I only have a, I only have a list of hundreds of problems because yeah. a lot of people have the same problem. Now, the thing is, is, I don't have enough time at the end of the day. That's the problem. You know, In step number four, when you're learning about your customer's problems, you don't want to just learn about their problem. You need to explore what pains they have that are associated to that problem. So here's the problem. I work all day at the day job. I come home and by the end of you know time with dinner with the family and then I sit down and it's like, man, I've got so much to do. I don't even know what to do. That's the problem. And I feel overwhelmed and I just don't have enough time. Well, what pain is associated? I'm not having sex with my wife anymore. Boom. Difference between a pain and a problem. Do you get the difference? Yeah. Yeah. When it's, it's kind of a, an activity I do is kind of the so what game, you know? So a lot of times it's, okay, I come home, I don't have any time for my family, so what? And then they say, well, you know, maybe it's a sex thing. Maybe it's the, I can't get any, you know, headway in my business. Or, and you keep asking that, so what question. And a lot of times that will get you to the root cause of what's actually either holding them back or, you know, whatever that issue can be. And you'll want to make sure that you pay attention to the exact language that they use when they talk about their pains. You know, exact phrases, the exact way that they phrased their expression of that pain. Because those things you'll want to write down because you'll use that in your sales material much later in this process. Yeah. So step number four, learn about your ideal customer's problem. Step number five is now you determine what types of products and services will you offer to your target audience. All right. I suggest everyone start with one-on-one coaching. Everyone. Start with one-on-one coaching. I here here's the thing. You you may actually have your target audience. You've you've done some question. You've done some conversations. You've done some surveys. You found a problem. You now know people who have money who have a problem that they're willing to pay for, and you can and want to solve it. So most people, what do they do? They instantly jump in to create that six-week course, and it's going to take them three months to create it. <laughs> Well, guess what? <laughs> the problem is, is you are so well-skilled and well-suited to answer that problem. You, this, this problem is so easy for you to solve for them because you, dude, you, you covered that problem years ago. For example, <laughs> for me, two, my first year from, you know, going from my career as an insurance agent into being full-time self-employed, that was 2008. That was 10 years ago. And I'll be honest with you, Jeff, I have learned a lot over the last eight or nine years that have radically changed my success in my business, the way that I think, the way that I do things. And to be quite frank with you, I've forgotten a lot of the struggle from 2008. Mm, Sure. Some of it's intentional. And the reality is, is if I was to build a course without actually getting reconnected to people who are currently in that first year of their business... It's called the curse of the familiar. You'll leave out all the basic stuff. You'll be talking high-level stuff, and they're like, yeah, that's all great. I get that, but you don't understand. It's like, oh, yeah, I do remember that feeling. I do remember that doubt. I do remember not getting any sleep that night because I thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. 
Maybe I should include that in my course. See, the thing is, is when you work with people one-on-one, you'll actually learn what it is people need to know, more of the yeah. basic stuff that you would have actually overlooked. So I encourage you to start out with some one-on-ones. Then, by the way, we're going to get into some other things here in just a second about validating your product, but that's another great way to validate your product to see if somebody, if can you get just one person to hire you as a coach for an hour to talk about solving that problem? Uh, dude, that right there is some indicator of whether or not maybe creating a course is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's step number five is products and services. And of course, from one-on-one, then I recommend starting, you know, moving into some of the core online courses and other digital products, other group coaching, other things you could do. Anyway. Well, let me interrupt you real quick because I think you brought up a really interesting point about a lot of times the expert forgets what the beginner needs to know. You know, they forget that first couple steps. And I think that is one of the biggest um, things that I see with course creators, with teachers, with experts is that very thing. You know, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to teach, you know, my 10 years of experience to an audience that is in day one. And like you said, that just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It frustrates and confuses. So I'm just glad that you brought that up because that is such a critical thing when people are creating uh, training material for a beginner audience. Yeah, I remember when I was doing one-on-one, people would hire me to how, it's like, Cliff, how do I use Adobe Audition to edit my podcast? I could have created a video tutorial in two hours on how to do this. It's like, okay, so the first thing that you do is you load up your WAV file. And as soon as you do that, and it's like, by the way, when I did this one-on-one, it's like, Cliff, what's a WAV file? (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. So a WAV file is a file that is uncompressed. It's got the original, it's a large file because it has every single bit of every sound that's there represented in this massive form. What's an MP3 file then? Because you said the ultimate thing we want is an MP3 file. Well, an MP3 file is a file. So I, it's like, what? You didn't know this? <laughs> you know, of course they didn't know this. It's like, okay. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is take the selection tool. It's like, what's the selection tool? For me, I was thrilled that I, I worked with like 15, 20 people teaching them how to do Adobe Audition one-on-one and got all of those basic questions so that by the time I actually created my tutor- my actual recorded tutorial as a downloadable product, I knew all of the basics that needed to be in there. So exactly what you just said. All right. Step number six in the process is to create your value proposition statement. This is basically your elevator pitch. For example, mine is this. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm a business and life coach. I mentor coaches, consultants, and thought leaders through the transition from their unfulfilling day job to their own profitable online business so that they can live the life of their dreams and do the work they feel most called to do in this world. The question is, is somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? The idea is, do you have an answer that you can come up with off the top of your... By the way, I never recite that word for word for people. (laughs) Sure. There's a version of that on the homepage of my website at cliffravenscraft.com, but it's not even word for word that. it's. But that's the basis. The important thing is that you create a value proposition. This is how I propose that I add value to the world. Who am I? What's my professional identity? What problem do I solve for people? How do I solve it? And why do I solve it? The idea is that when I tell you who I am, I, I'm a business coach. I help people who have lived a lifetime as an employee escape their unfulfilling day job and create a profitable online business so that they can live the life of their dreams. That's, I might say that. 
Now, I can tell you right now, there are one of three responses that I want to happen as a result of me saying that statement. Number one, if the person happens to be somebody who is stuck in an unfulfilling day job, I want them to say, oh my gosh, that's me. Tell me, how do you help people like me? The second option is if they're not that person, but they know somebody, the second option I want to happen is, oh my gosh, my husband needs to talk to you. Or it's like, my brother needs to talk to you. Or the third one is like, oh, that's interesting. And then they forget about it until three weeks later, they go out to lunch with a friend who's confessing, I hate this job and I feel so unfulfilled. And they think, oh my gosh, you need to talk to Cliff Ravenscraft. You see what I'm saying? That's the three options. So the question is, is are you able to, in one statement, with confidence and congruency, state exactly who you are, how you add value to people's lives, who you help, how you help them, what you help them to do, and why? All of those things. So that's your value proposition statement. Then step number seven is you've got your product or service. You're telling people who you are, how you help. They ask, oh, well, how can I get some of that? then step number seven is to validate your product or actually validate your business model. So make it a goal to get your first paid customer in step number seven. Your, your, your product is not validated until at least one person has paid you money to solve that problem that your, your product or service uh, solves. So it's not a validated product until you've actually had somebody who's paid you. I think one-on-one is the best way to start out. You know, just a couple, just do a one-hour, one-on-one call, or maybe you do a coaching package. Like, listen, three calls for X number of dollars. And, and, and start out there. As soon as one person pays you, then instantly you know that there's gonna be other people who are just like that who will also pay you. Now, some people say, Cliff, I just wanna build this course. I'm like, okay. Tell me what cor- how long will it take you to build that course? It's usually two to three months, is you know, if they're being realistic. And it's like, okay, how about instead of spending the next two or three months building a product that's not been validated, which means nobody's ever paid you, so you have no idea once it's done if anybody's going to pay you, right? Right. Oh no, you don't understand. They told me they want it. It's like, did they tell you with their dollars? Exactly. <laughs> no, they didn't. So now you want to validate this before you, you waste two to three months of your life. So here's what I recommend. And Jeff, I'm sure you've probably recommended this as well. But why not go ahead and determine what your, pro, what your online course is going to be and decide to deliver it live over the course of the two to three months through, let's yep. just say, two webinars per week for three or six weeks or whatever the case may be create the outline of the course, create the sales page, launch it six weeks from now, and by golly, spend the next six weeks not creating the course, but spend the next six weeks marketing it, selling it, and getting people to buy and give you money for that course so that by the time the course starts, you've already got at least 5, 10, 15, 20 people who have paid you money. Now, all of a sudden, the motivation to create that course, I promise with you, once you got people's money, <laughs> that you, you are going to be motivated to create that content for each of those webinars that you're going to teach. Absolutely. And then you deliver it live and you record it. And after it's recorded, you go back and do some post-production editing and you have yourself an awesome course that has been validated. That, yeah. my friends, is step number seven. Once you've done step number seven, then you can go to step number eight, which is content creation. By the way, this is where I suggest people create their website. 
Mm, nice, wait, nice. Wait, but Cliff, didn't you say you wanted a sales page for that thing? Yeah, and you don't need a website to get a sales page. A sales page is a single HTML page. You can get those anywhere and a URL that points to it. A buy now button. Don't go creating your logo for your website. You know how many people are wasting their time on their logos of their website? And guess what? You haven't even validated that that's the right product that you're going to sell. But I've got to get T-shirts and business cards and mugs and pens and, you know. Exactly. So <laughs> you, you want to wait until people have paid you money before you invest any time, effort, energy into building your website or creating your mailing list or even starting your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, your Facebook live stream schedule. All that stuff is step number eight after you have received money proving that your product or service is valid. And then step number nine is to grow your audience or attract your ideal customer through all kinds of different things you could do. Step number 10 is once you've done that, you want to continually market your products and services to those people that you have gained as an audience. You want to do that in an effective way. And the most effective way is to build relationships with those people and serve them regardless if they will ever pay you money care about people genuinely. And then step number 11, once you've done all of that, you've got some good systems in place where people are consistently coming and buying your products and services. Step number 11 is now it's time to go back to the beginning, do some more questions and surveys, ask, find some more problems and pains and build new products and services and start all over again. Oh, Cliff, that's so good. It's so deep. It's so, I mean, that's, that's a, a rewindable episode. Uh, what you've said so far is just fantastic. So thank you for that. I mean, that's uh, so good. I mean, there's so many questions I could pull out of that, but I have a couple I want to hit on. So I find that you're one of the, the best people I know at creating authentic relationships with your audience, with, with people. I mean, you're just so good at naturally connecting. And, and so how does somebody build or, or cultivate that engaged audience. You know, you said step number 10 deals with that a little bit. Do you have any strategies? Is it a natural thing or how have you find success in that area? You know how I just gave you an 11, basically what I just gave you, the 11 step process for building a problem, that was one one hour session of my next level workshop. Mm -hmm. I have an entire one hour session on answering the question you just asked me. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have another hour to give it to you. But if I could just summarize it in a brief question, knowing that I'm going to do no justice whatsoever to your question in, in, a, in a, even a two-minute response, it's genuinely care about people. I'm telling you, every one person matters. When people email me, I mean, over the years as a podcast consultant, and trust me, I've worked with lots of people as a podcast consultant, the number one question people have is like, Cliff, I've been podcasting for six months and I only have insert number of downloads <laughs> per episode. Some of those people were, I only have 10,000 downloads per episode. I've been podcasting for six months and I only have 10,000 downloads per episode. I had some people, I've been podcasting for six months and I only have 3,000 downloads per episode. And I have people who say, Cliff, I've, only, I've been podcasting for six months and I only have about 100 downloads per episode. And I'm like, yep, that's your problem. And they're like, what? What you just said, that's your problem. And, and they're like, I, 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 what did I say? I said, you, well, first of all, the word only is some kind of indicator of how you feel about those people. Hmm. And, and by the way, the fact that you call them downloads is like, Jeff, do you listen to my show ever? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've never called you a download, my friend. <laughs> right. You're not a download. That's good. 
Yeah, you know, you're not a download. Michael Hyatt listens to my show on a pretty consistent basis, and he's not a download. Dan Miller listens to my show. He's not a downlo- download. These people are not downloads. And by the way, even if they're not big name people, nobody is a download. They're a human being. And it's not only, it's like, dude, I've been putting out my show for six months and I already have 100 people who show up every single week to hear every syllable of every word I say. This is so incredible. How can I get more of this? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if you actually had that question instead of the first question, you wouldn't have to ask me the question. Nice. Okay. Rewind that one back and listen to it three times and see if it hits. <laughs> well, and I mean, you can apply the same thing with um, your email list, with your courses. You know, if you're thinking of them as subscribers or students, you know, if you kind of just think of, hey, I want to grow my numbers, then I would agree with you that you're thinking about it incorrectly. Uh, and so, yeah, just thinking about them as individuals and not numbers is a huge step in the right direction. That, that's that's the first step. And of course, the, the, there's so many other things you could do to market and grow your audience. But the first thing I can tell you is... is and I, 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 I get this one as well. Gosh, Cliff, I've been podcasting and I get absolutely no engagement from my audience. I've been doing this for a year and I, I don't get any engagement from my audience. And my question back to them is like, number one, I don't believe I, that's a lie. Hmm. I, I mean, unless you're terrible, I believe that is a bold faced lie that you believe. I don't think you're lying. I don't think you're intentionally lying to me but you're lying to yourself. And, and so like, what are you talking? I don't actually say it that bold. Sure. I, 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 I can <laughs> easily say it from this way, but, but, but I, I do call, I do somewhat call them out on it in, in a more gentle way. But here's what, here's the, the question I ask. It's like, listen, okay. So you've been podcasting for a year or you've been creating content. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be a blog, social media, Facebook live, YouTube, doesn't matter. After one year, are you telling me no, you you haven't received one comment on any piece of content you've ever produced? Not one single email. Not one person has ever emailed you. Not one person has ever left a comment. Well, yeah, it happens occasionally. (laughs) It's like, well, what did you do with those people? Well, this person, you know, give me an example. If you could just remember one person over the past, you know, 365 days that has left you any comment. Well, there was this one person who says, you know, hey, thank you so much for creating this content. It really means a lot to me. This, this episode was very helpful. Well, let's go back and look at your response to that person. And of course, you know, if I'm working with them one-on-one at the time, I'm, I'm literally, I'm like, I'll wait. <laughs> Seriously, I want to see what you wrote back to that person. And that, that response is usually, oh, wow, thank you so much. So glad you're listening. Hope you have a great week. What you you want more of that? <laughs> right, dude. Go back to every person who's written you a comment or an email in the last year. They're still there, by the way. You know, you Gmail. It's in your Gmail archives. It's in the comments section on your YouTube channel or whatever that your social media posts. Go back and rekindle the conversation. It's like, hey, wow. You know what? When you told me this, I totally neglected to ask. Hey, what's going on in your life that this spoke into? I'm really interested in learning more. Why? Just ask a question. Basically, every single person who ever responds to you, respond with a question, never yeah. with a statement. 
always respond with a question. Carry the conversation forward. And people will say, well, Cliff, that's just not scalable. Well, you just told me you don't get any engagement. You didn't tell me you're getting so much engagement. How do I handle all this stuff? I'm telling you how to get more, but you're telling me you don't want more because you're afraid of more. And eventually you get to the place like, yeah, you get more than you can handle. I'm at that place, but you know what? Every single day I do for some what I wish I could do for everyone. Yeah. And as I do that, I get more and more engagement. People's like, gosh, I talked to Cliff. Cliff Ravenscraft wrote me an email and he must have spent like two and a half hours writing that one email. (laughs) And guess what? He did. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I do that at least once or twice a week. I will spend hours replying to an email. Mm -hmm. I don't do that for everyone, but I tell you what, it makes a huge difference in the lives of those I choose to do it in randomly whenever I feel compelled to do so in my heart, not so that person will ultimately buy my product or service one day, but because that's the person who God laid on my heart today, this is the person I should invest my time in right now. Yeah. When it goes back to, uh, was it, I wasn't taking notes because I didn't want my keyboard, you know, clicking and clacking. Uh, I'm going to go back and do the show notes. But one of the, your initial steps in your 11-step process was to to ask questions. And so when you are getting these these emails, these, uh, you know, blog comments or YouTube or whatever, that, that's an easy way to ask questions back. I love that you said that. Uh, that's one thing I do in almost every email correspondence is just, ask what they're working on or ask what they're doing or, and so I like the question you asked about, you know, how did this content kind of speak into you or, or help or encourage you? I think that's a really good way to phrase that. Yeah. I have so many more valuable insights on how to increase your engagement, how to grow your audience. It all centers around serving people, loving people, caring about people. I'll just, I'll share with you one more. It's, it, it, it's, it's an extremely popular way. Matter of fact, um, George B. Thomas, he's even getting a shout out in your podcast. Okay. I don't even know if you know the name George B. Thomas. I, I don't. But he, he works with Marcus Sheridan. They do some mm-hmm. HubSpot-related stuff together. Yep. Anyway, uh, George B. Thomas. So, by the way, I'm shining the spotlight on him to indicate the value of shining the spotlight on your audience as a method of actually showing that you care, which has the, the effect of actually growing your audience. So... <laughs> This is this is like inception here. All right, so here's the deal. George B. Thomas recently was interviewed on somebody else's podcast. And in the podcast, at the very beginning of the episode, he gave me a huge shout out, shining the spotlight on me as his inspiration and the person who gave him the, number one, the, the inclination to start a podcast and the information of how to do it. And he gave me a wonderful shout out, named my name, named my brand and how I helped him, basically gave my old value. Pro- See, I'm not the podcast answer man anymore, right. but he still gave my old value. Prop- he, gave, he did my value proposition statement better than I normally did. So he shined the spotlight on me. And guess what happened? In that episode, the person who interviewed him said, hey, here, he, he put it on Facebook. Hey, here's the interview with George B. Thomas. And by the way, in this episode, George mentioned so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. And every person that was mentioned in that episode by George was linked, including my name. So I got a notification on Facebook that I was given a shout out. Now, I, I had never heard of this podcast that George B. Thomas was interviewed on. And as a result of that, I, I, I'm like, hey, I wonder what this is. So I went and found the podcast, downloaded it, and listened for where I got the shout out. 
as a result of that, number one, the podcast got a, a download. Um, <laughs> and, and George B. Thomas got my appreciation. And now here I am talking about George B. Thomas. Do you see how just basically shining the spotlight and now I'm shining the spotlight on George B. Thomas and I bet you, I know for a fact, Jeff, there are people, even if I do nothing with this, there are people who listen to your show who know George B. Thomas and you know what's going to happen as a result of me shining the spotlight on how awesome George B. Thomas is and how he gives credit to people who have influenced and, and gave value in his life. Now George B. Thomas is going to be notified by at least 10 or 15 people. It's like, did you hear what Cliff Ravenscraft said about you in his interview with Jeff Long on that podcast. And he's going to go search for this episode. <laughs> nice. You see where I'm yeah. And who knows? And all of a sudden, George may actually start telling other people about how Cliff Ravenscraft told. It goes on and on and on, my friend. This is just the I beginning. There's so much more. So much yeah. more. And and by the way, and it's and it's so much more effective when you're doing it because you genuinely care about people like George B. Thomas than as this as a marketing ploy to try to get more downloads. Sure, sure. You know, Cliff, I can tell you love this. I can tell you're very competent at this. And, and I can I can hear it in your voice. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've had some some family members of mine that say that they've listened to the podcast and they say, you know, Jeff, you sound a little different. You know, you sound more excited, more enthusiastic. And, and not that I'm this boring guy in real life, you know, I, <laughs> I love my family, I love my life and all that, but, but when you're passionate about something, it comes through in your voice. And so I appreciate that about you, that you can tell you're a, a fountain of wisdom and knowledge. So I really appreciate you giving us these insights. I know you could speak for hours and hours more, uh, but uh, to respect your time, uh, I won't uh, hold you to that. But tell me a little bit about how you're helping people now with your workshops and other materials. Yeah, so the the material that I shared here today was just, just a portion of it. You talked about, can I, I can help people for hours. So I have this one, it's called Building an Online Business, a Next Level Workshop. You can find it, by the way, at nextlevelworkshop.info. So if you want information about the Next Level Workshop, it's nextlevelworkshop.info, info. This is a one and a half day event held here in my home, which I've actually built a home. It's called the home that podcasting built. Uh, we built a huge home and inside our home, I built a training facility. So I teach people in my home in a classroom. So it, the, it's a one and a half day event. The first day is literally 18 hours. And I, I'm like hardcore. I mean, th- what you got is just a taste of what happens in that. Sure. But it's it's basically how to build a profitable and successful online business around your passion, especially if you want to create online courses and digital products and do coaching and co- teaching and public speaking. And if that's your if that's your jam, that's what I help people do. So that's at next level workshop.info. Another thing that I've got going on is people who really struggle with the mindset. It's like, I just don't, you know, that's great that Jeff does this. It's great that Cliff does this. They seem like they know what their their passion is. I just don't even know. Or they, there's some people who know what their passion is. What they, If you were to ask, man, what would life be like if I could do fill in the blank instead? They know what that thing is that they would rather do with their life. They just struggle believing it's possible. 
And for those people, I actually have an event. It's my own Tony Robbins style event. I'm, I'm so inspired by Tony Robbins, not by his language that he uses in his live events, but more of the, of the technologies and the teachings and the helping people change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve. I love that aspect of it. So I'm creating my own version of an Unleash the Power Within event, which I've been to once and going back again with my kids this July. But I'm creating my own version of it called Free the Dream, and that's coming up on September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee, and it's helping people free the dream inside of them. Those who actually know what the dream is and are just struggling to make it a reality, I believe I can help them. I, I, I honestly believe I can help them understand what limiting beliefs are keeping them from living the lives for which they were created. And for those who don't even believe there's a dream inside of them, I'm convinced that there is. I believe each and every one of us are created for a purpose, and that dream is inside of you, and this event will help you unleash that dream, to free that dream inside of you so you can begin to pursue the life for which you were created so that when you wake up in the morning, you're excited to get out of bed, and that's at freethedream.live is the conference. Uh, So yeah, those are the two things, nextlevelworkshop.info, freethedream.live. Well, Cliff, again, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show here today, uh, giving us your wisdom, motivating, encouraging, and helping all of us. So, Cliff, thanks for being on the online Course Coach Podcast today. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Well, there you go, my friends. That was my interview with Jeff Long from the Online Course Coach Podcast. You can find Jeff's podcast and all of his materials on it onlinecoursecoach.com. Special thank you to you, Jeff, for allowing me to take the audio recording that I made of our interview to allow me to share this valuable content with my audience in a way that I felt like just, I was on fire when I shared this with you. And I definitely am thankful that I was able to bring this content here to this audience, my audience, my community, giving them a taste of what I do at the Next Level Workshop. Which, by the way, real quickly here, I want to let you know, if you're listening to this as it's coming out, I do actually have another Next Level Workshop coming up. In fact, it's going to be on May 11th and 12th, and that's just over a week from now. In fact, that's why I'm actually releasing this episode two days earlier than normal. So I'm actually releasing this on Wednesday, May 2nd, so that you have even more time to hear that a session of the Next Level Workshop is available to you if you are interested in coming. And you can still come last minute. I wasn't planning on doing a Next Level Workshop again before the Free the Dream Conference because, well, most of, well, no, all of my marketing and sales attention is going to the Free the Dream Conference. You don't even hear me talking about the Next Level Mastermind, which by the way, the Next Level Mastermind, the AM group completely sold out. There are still six sessions available in the evening. And yes, you could go to nextlevelmastermind.info and learn about it. But there, okay, so yeah, I guess I just marketed it. But anyway, the reality is, is I, I haven't been mentioning the Next Level Mastermind very often lately. And I wasn't planning to do any marketing for the next level workshop either. Uh, But the reason why I am doing one on May 11th and 12th for the next level workshop is because there was one person who was not able to make it 
for the April session of the Next Level Workshop. And she's like, listen, you know, I know it's last minute. Is there any way that I could just come to a future event that you host? I don't, I know that, you know, the day before there's no, actually it was two days before. I don't expect to ask for a refund or anything like that. But is it possible that I could just sit in on a future session? And I asked her, I said, are you cool with the fact that it could be as late as maybe October, November or December or maybe even early next year? She said, that's perfectly fine. But then I was on Facebook and Kathleen Titus is like, hey, when is your next next level workshop? I've been desperately trying to fit this into my schedule. And I said, well, let me ask you this. If I were to host another one, what date would work for you? And she gave me some dates and May 11th and 12th were some dates that she chose. And I said, let me get back to you on that. And I went to the person who had missed the April session. I said, if I were to actually do a session on May 11th and 12th, would you be able to come to that one? And she says, absolutely. Let me know as soon as you decide. So I went over to Kathleen and I said, Kathleen, are you serious about signing up for May 11th and 12th? She said, yes. And I'm like, okay, go register. I just opened up the sales page over at nextlevelworkshop.info. So Kathleen went and immediately registered for the May 11th and 12th workshop. I reached out to Laura who had said, yes, I will come to this one. So I already have two people registered. And in fact, right now there are only two people registered, which I'm perfectly fine with. In fact, it wasn't even my intention to talk about the Next Level Workshop or even to market it in this podcast episode, but I just happened to do this interview with Jeff Long, and I felt compelled to share with his community, especially since they're creating online courses, and he said that his audience are beginners in that process. I'm like, man, let me give you my best material. That's what I want to give to you. I don't want to spend all this time talking about my origin story. I'd rather just say, hey, instead of telling you how I started my online courses and how I built my business, can we instead focus on what I would do differently today if I knew everything I knew now? And and as soon as all of the things that I just shared with you came out, I'm like, okay, it makes sense for me to just go ahead and make a sales pitch for the May 11th and 12th a session of the Next Level Workshop. By the way, if you do not decide to show up and Laura and Kathleen are the only two people here, I am totally cool with that. In fact, I know they'll be cool with that because of the personalized attention that they will receive. But I do know that there are about 20 other people who are on a waiting list for a future Next Level Workshop. I have emailed them once. I'll send them one more email. And now I'm mentioning it here. And so if you're hearing this before... May 11th, you could still come. Just go to nextlevelworkshop.info. But again, if you do come, I just want to let you know, it's very likely it will be a very small group session, which by the way, I believe is infinitely more valuable. So this is probably going to be one of the most valuable sessions of the Next Level Workshop if you want to attend on May 11th and 12th. And by the way, if you're hearing this after May 11th and 12th, and you, it sounds interesting to you that you want to go through this building an online business, a Next Level Workshop at some point in the future, if you're hearing this after May 11th and 12th, go to nextlevelworkshop.info and on the sales page, click the register button and, and it'll actually give you an opportunity 
to put your name and email address on a waiting list if there's not another session currently scheduled. So, and and trust me, I will be doing more of these in the future. And what you heard here, even, I I actually was listening back. I, I went back and I did some editing on the interview that I just shared with you. And I did realize in the post-production of this that I said that the material, these 11 steps came from just one session that's a one-hour session inside of the Next Level Workshop. Well, (laughs) earlier today, I was actually processing the audio recordings for those who were in the April session. I sent all of those out today and I was mistaken. Uh, The 11-step process that I shared here, which was about 50 minutes worth of content, it's actually a two-hour session. It's, it's just that I do the first half, and then we take a break, and then we do a second half. So it's actually two hours that we go into much greater depth. And, and again, it, even, even all of that material is just a drop in the hat of what I actually share at the Next Level Workshop. So... Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. And if you are in need of an infusion of clarity about the step-by-step process and exactly what are the steps you need to do to build a business around online courses, digital products, coaching, consulting, speaking, and all of those things, that's exactly what I would recommend that you do. Come to the Next Level Workshop over at nextlevelworkshop.info. And uh, by the way, Free the Dream Conference, that is my primary focus. I'm gonna be back on that one again heavily over the next several weeks and months ahead. And I certainly hope to see many of you in September in Franklin, Tennessee, freethedream.live. Go check it out, register today. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.